Hey there, this is Nurse Nicole, founder of Your Nursing Tutor. Today, I'm excited to introduce my guest expert, Steph Kamateras. Steph is the nurse behind the Instagram account shiftchange.rn, where she shares content review and study tips that she has created to help all the nursing students and new grad RNs that she precepts to feel more confident and successful. And now she shares them with the world. In today's interview, Steph will share the time management tips that helped her get through nursing school without having to completely give up her social life or job. In fact, she'll also share how her strategic job choice helped her land her dream job as an ICU nurse immediately after graduation, and how you can do that too. And since you know me, I'm all about coaching people on the best ways to study in nursing school, so of course I asked her what study strategies and hacks helped her to get through her nursing school experience. If you'd like to read the transcript of today's episode or get the links for any of the resources we mentioned today, you can find them at the show notes page at www.yournursingtutor.com forward slash episode 60. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm good. Good. Um, If you want to, you can turn on your your video like okay awesome I love seeing people's faces it's easier to do interviews that way automatically changes my settings every time and I'm like uh, I like it because it's work and I'm like oh I need a second <laughs> yes no that's a good thing I um mine does that with my microphone because I have a podcasting microphone and I have my airpods and so usually I have it set to automatically connect to my podcasting microphone but when it's not attached then uh, sometimes it does its own funky thing and I always have yeah. to check and see and I'm like please connect to my airpods I know I'm like frantically <laughs> like I don't know what it's connected to and then sometimes it'll connect to my phone uh, phone calls on my computer I just like yeah phone. no thank you <laughs> okay. yeah well thank you for uh coming for the interview for my podcast today of course thank you for asking me yeah it's cool I love to highlight other nurses who are like basically turning around and helping uh, yeah. nurses coming behind them. So, because that's really what we need in our nursing culture, right? Yeah, totally. So, agree. Yes. So um, just to give you an idea of what it's going to go to, how it's going to go. So, um, and also, you know, I know we talked about it last night, but you're getting the full Nicole right now. Like yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. put my contacts in. Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, this is the beauty of podcasting versus YouTube. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yes, so uh, in a a minute, when we get started, I'm going to turn on my official podcasting voice and um, do the uh, do a little just short little intro to you and um, welcome you to the show. And then we'll just get started. And I'm going to ask you to tell me about um, how you started um, shiftchange.rn. Um, like a little bit about why you started that and what you do there. And, um, and then just go back and talk about your, your nursing journey, because I think a lot of, so most of my audience is nursing students and um, nursing and pre-nursing students. And so a lot of them, they just need hope and encouragement. You know what I mean? Um, Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) so one of, one of my missions at your nursing tutor um, is to provide that and to show people that despite what you hear and see is that nursing school doesn't have to be a black hole of despair, um, (laughs) that you can do it alongside 
other things when you need to, but you just sometimes need to surround yourself with the right people and get the right kind of help to do that. So um, that's what we're doing today is by bringing you on and (laughs) helping you, having you like just share where you're at now and that there are nurses like you out there to, to turn around and help and and things like that. So I'll, you know, I'll probably ask you about, um, you know, how you got into nursing, what your nursing school experience was like and um, getting your, your, you know, I know you said you've been working as a nurse for four years. So just a little bit more about your job and, and your precepting experiences to um, doing that. So, um, yeah. So, and then we'll just see how it goes. It's pretty casual. It's just going to be like a conversation mostly. So. Okay, perfect. Okay. I didn't prepare anything. So whatever yeah. I say, be 100% honest. <laughs> perfect. And then I should also say, I just let people know that um, we can edit these. So if you feel like you say something, you're like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that for whatever reason. Okay. <laughs> let me know. We can totally cut that part and it'll be fine. Nobody will ever know. So, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so do you have any questions before we get started? No, that sounds good. I'm, I'm ready. I've never done okay. this before. So. Awesome. Um, do you, so two questions. Do you prefer to go by Steph or Stephanie? Um, honestly, I say both to people because when I say Steph, they're like, Oh, Beth, Seth. I'm like, girl, why would you call me Seth? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My husband's name is Daniel and, um, uh, neither of us are big nickname people. Um, but it would always flabbergast me when we first started dating, I would introduce him to people as, Oh, this is, you know, my husband, Daniel. And they would say, Oh, hi, Dan. Yeah. And shake his hand. And I'm like, I seriously did not just say Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like if I, if I'm like talking to my friends or something, it's Steph, like more formal. I usually say uh-huh. Steph, but I mostly go by Steph. Okay. Um, so would you like, so I, I, um, cause I just want to know, like, so when I do your introduction, do you want me to just, uh, introduce you as Steph then? Yeah. The podcast? yeah okay. okay. And then your last name, do you pronounce it? Kemateris? Yep. Yeah. Good Kemateris. job. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> You get some practice, you know, when you, you know, (laughs) but I don't always get it right. So I always like to ask. Okay. Um, Okie dokie. So we are going to go ahead and get started then. Um, Okay. Steph Kamateris. Got it. Okay. So hello and welcome to today's episode of the Navigating Nursing School with your Nursing Tutor podcast. I'm Nurse Nicole, and today I'm very excited to be interviewing Steph Kamateris, the nurse behind the Instagram account, shiftchange.rn, and we'll have the link to that Instagram account in the show notes page for today. Steph has been an RN for four years now, and she started shiftchange.rn as a result of all the preceptoring she was doing, so she decided she might as well start posting everything online for others to benefit from, too which I really love because here at Your Nursing Tutor, we also have a mission to change the nursing culture and support upcoming nurses and to do that in a way that can help as many nurses and future nurses as possible, just like Steph. So welcome to the show today, Steph. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you too. So we met because um, you were part of my free Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And somebody, uh, I think, I don't even, remember, I think she was asking about ABGs or something like that. And um, you p- shared some of your content from Instagram, um, which got my attention because um, I'm always on the lookout for new resources for the nursing students that I tutor. And, uh, and so we started talking about it. And I know you told me that, uh, well, I saw, first of all, tell me about your account. So like what kind of stuff, tell everybody what kind of stuff you like to post on shiftchange.rn. 
Yep. So I started my account, um, I think last February. So it's almost been a year. Um, and I just noticed that nursing students and pre-nursing students all pretty much had the same questions. Um, I've been in these Facebook groups for a while and it's like the same thing kind of happens over and over. So I was like, you know what, I'm already making these, well, not so much posts at the time, but like little notes and cheat sheets for the people I precept. Why don't I just post these online? And then everyone can see it. So when people have questions, I don't need to like type everything out again and explain it. Like it'll all just be explained in one like condensed link. Um, So that's kind of how that came about. And then I figured when I make something for one person, I could make it for however many people want to see it. So that's kind of how the Instagram got started. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's actually, it's funny that you say that because um, I started your nursing tutor when because I was doing like one-on-one tutoring. So ever since I was in nursing school, I was doing one-on-one tutoring. And I found the same exact thing is that the nursing students that I worked with, they all had the same questions. They had the same problems over and over again. And so that's why I eventually switched to this uh, membership model to help nursing students because you can help so many more students that way. And, um, and really it is, it's the same kind of things that come up over and over again. So it's easier to help people that way. So that's really awesome. Um, so, so you, and you said you, you got started creating this content, um, as you were preceptoring. So tell me a little bit about your preceptoring experiences. Yep. So I started precepting nursing students, probably not, I think I wasn't even a full year in yet at the time. Um, yeah, they tend to give newer nurses students um, just because they don't want to burn out the nurses who are precepting the new grads. And I That's thought cool. it was like the greatest thing ever. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I have someone to like show everything to that. And I was still new. So I was like, everything's so cool. Like, let me show you everything. And I also had like just recently graduated school. So I knew like, like I wanted to show what, how I wanted to feel as a nursing student. Like as a nursing student, you're kind of nervous. You're like, oh, do I go bother that nurse and ask if I can watch them put the Foley in? Or if I can, like, there's just so many things that you want to see, but you also don't want to be a bother. And you don't know if every nurse is like actually willing to help you. And right. Which I Not think everybody is as nice. <laughs> yeah, it's very intimidating. So I was like, come on, I'm going to show you literally everything you could see. So that's kind of how I started precepting students. And then shortly after, I think my manager saw that I was very into teaching and I slowly started getting new grads. I I was only like a year and a half in um, and I started in the ICU. So that was like kind of a big deal for someone who was only a year and a half in to start getting like brand new nurses. Um, And then from there, they just kept giving me people (laughs) over and over. (laughs) Because you're doing such a good job. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I actually find that, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this or seen this in the research, but one thing that I've seen is the problem in nursing school is uh, what I've named the the expert to novice problem, where the, the more of an expert you are at something, the harder it can be to, the harder it is to remember what it was like when you were mm-hmm. brand new at it. And so this problem happens in nursing school all the time and you probably can remember it (laughs) where like you have the professors who are expert nurses and they know how to think like a nurse expertly. And then they have these brand new nursing students who come in and don't think like a nurse at all. 
And the the professors are all like, well, you just need to learn how to think like a nurse. It'll just happen. And the nursing students are like, how? What What does that mean? (laughs) Exactly. And the, the expert nurses literally can't break it down to tell them because they're just such an expert. They can't even, it makes it really hard for them to predict what's going to be easy and what's going to be hard for the brand new nurses, nursing students. Right. And so that's why I think like people like you and me um, who enjoy teaching and I think starting to teach when you're, when you're that close to being a beginner yourself, can be such a benefit because like you said, it's all still fresh and new and exciting. And then you can turn around and you can, you can really remember what it was like when you were in the shoes of the person you're preceptoring. Yes. And critical thinking is something that I hear most nursing students and new nurses say, they're like, I have no idea how to critically think. And I'm like, you already critically think every single day. I'm like, that's so true. At least I tell people that today. too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you didn't cross the street today because a car was coming and you knew that if you crossed right then, you would have been probably hit by the car. And they're like, yeah. yeah, that's not critical thinking. I'm like, yes, it is. You just need to apply yeah. nursing and it'll come, it'll come with time. But yeah, yes, like, that's, you already do this. You just need to apply it differently. <laughs> that is so absolutely true. I hope everybody listening to this hears that and take care yeah. of it. <laughs> I work with a lot of um, like second career nursing students. So, mm-hmm. you know, people who are going back to school after not being in school for a while. And, uh, and I say, you actually, I tell them like exactly that. I'm like, you can think this way. You think like this all the time. And you actually, that life experience can give you a really big advantage in nursing school if you know how to harness it. Yeah. And that's the trick, right? So, so let's, let's, can we go back and talk a little bit about um, your nursing school experience and like why you decided to become a nurse and kind of what your nursing journey was like? Yep. So I'm also a second career nurse. I realized I wanted to do nursing. So backing up to high school, when you're like picking your college, um, everyone was like, you would be such a good nurse, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have no interest in that. Like, why would I do that? (laughs) And like, when you're 18, you kind of have like an attitude, (laughs) like, (laughs) or at least I didn't know what I wanted. And I'll never forget this. It was March of my last semester of school, about to graduate. And my brother ended up getting in a really bad ski accident. And he's totally fine. Like, it, oh, it was really bad at the time, but he nothing crazy after the fact. But um, he ended up being life flighted to a hospital near me in school. So because he was near me, I went to visit him all the time. And I was, like, infatuated with the different things in the room. Like, I'd be like, oh, she just mm-hmm. gave him some med. And now he's like peeing a lot. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that medication like made him pee or like, like little things like that. And I was like, why am I so critical thinking? (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, why am I so into this? This is so weird. And then I was like, "Uh oh, I think I want to be a nurse. And at that point I was like, I'm about to graduate in a month. So like, I think it's a little too late for this, but so I kind of pushed it out of my mind. And then a couple of years later, um, not even a couple of years later, like a year later, I was sitting at a desk job, absolutely hated it. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I need to get up and do something. So I became a tech at the hospital that I actually still okay. work at. And I, I did that because I wanted to make sure I actually wanted to be a nurse. I was like, this yeah. is not cheap. Like, let's figure this out. And like your first job, you make like no money out of school. I just took whatever job would literally hire me. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it. I was like, all right, they're going to pay for some of my prereqs to get back into nursing school and or to like actually get into nursing school. 
Yeah. Um, I had to retake so many classes because I was uh, trying to save money in college and didn't take the labs. So I needed to retake all those with mm-hmm. labs and spending who knows how much more money. But I did like a year of prereqs, got into school in an accelerated program, moved back home with my parents, really just like nose the grind for 16 months. Like it was like a full-time job. Um, and then right after I graduated, I got a, um, new grad position in the ICU that I had worked at. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into nursing and how I started. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so I don't think you mentioned, what was your first degree in out of curiosity? Um, health it's called human services and rehab studies. So kind of like a health type thing. And I minored in marketing just to have like something else. Okay. That's always good. Like marketing, honestly can help you in so many different ways. (laughs) And now it's like been so long that I like all the marketing has changed. Like you didn't learn about social media back then. It was like, Uh, like door to door marketing. And I'm like, is this? Oh, wow. I'm like, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I find that the fundamental principles are the same though. Yeah. The best marketing treats people like real people. (laughs) Exactly. All personalities. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so did you, did you then quit your job or did you keep working as a tech while you were in nursing school? So I went like super per diem because, um, I was working in Boston, but my school was an hour away and where I lived was an hour away. So wasting an hour commuting was Mm. an hour one way commuting was a lot. Um, so I kept my job. I would do like maybe a full day on like a Saturday once in a while. I didn't want to overdo it, but I also did like I babysat and did whatever I could to like make money near me. That was like easy to do like two hours before school, then go to school kind of thing. Okay. Okay, cool. So just kind of like odd jobs here and there and also keeping your foot in at the hospital you had been working at. Yeah. Keeping your foot in the door is something I literally say to everyone, no matter what they do. I'm like, don't burn bridges, especially in healthcare. These people, yeah. they talk, they know who you are. <laughs> Everything follows you. <laughs> yeah. So be respectful, everybody. Yes. <laughs> even, even when there's crazy going on, be respectful oh gosh, yeah. about confronting it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely, my nursing school experience um, was sometimes crazy, but I, it also taught me a lot of skills about how to advocate for myself and my classmates and to do it respectfully always. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I got the results I wanted and sometimes I didn't, but I didn't burn any bridges. <laughs> so, I, yeah. which is, I think, super important um, to be clear about. So, how, what advice do you have? Like, how do you think, do you think that that, that you, the fact that you worked and kind of kept your foot in the door, is that what helped you get your, new grad position as an ICU nurse because, um, you know, any specialty, getting a job as a new grad in any specialty is going to be super competitive typically. Um, so what now I, and I'm in the same similar position to you. I actually got a really competitive position as an OR nurse. So I was an OR nurse when I graduated. Um, but I love asking people, how'd you do it? (laughs) What advice would you give to somebody else who's looking to do something like that? Yeah, I hear this a lot. Um, a lot of nurses are like, I'm, I'm just going to take the first job that's given to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just so not interested in that. Um, I had previously already taken the first job that was offered to me in life, not nursing. And I was like, why would I do that? Like, 
that you're going to burn out if you don't love what you're doing. And being a new grad nurse is not easy. So you want to love what you're doing. So if anyone who wants to get into a specialty, I think you need your foot in the door in a hospital to start. And I always suggest new grad programs because they're really supportive, but I don't really you have to watch out because some places are like, you have to sign a contract for two years. And I'm like, Ooh, that's right. a little sketchy. Like why two years? And I get like, like healthcare is a business. So they're putting all this time and money into training you. They want you to stay. But, um, I wanted a program that wouldn't force me to stay somewhere. Although even if my hospital did, I had already worked for them. So I knew how great they were, but yeah. So I applied to like two two other new grad programs, three of them. One of them was the hospital I'm still at. And the other two were ICU programs. And I didn't get, I got interviews for them, but I didn't get offered a job. And I was so frustrated because I'm like, I know, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm made for ICU. Like when I was on my med surge rotation, I could not keep those patients. Like the med surge nurses love them. Like I think med, med <laughs> should be its own specialty because I'm like, how do you have five nurses? You're running around all day. I had like, their names were like Bob, Ron, Rob, and like something super like basic like that. I'm like, I can <laughs> people apart. Oh, so goodness. I think definitely having the experience in my hospital, they were like, oh, she's been here. She's really trying to, my hospital loves education. So they mm-hmm. saw that like she's trying to move up in the ranks and she's like worked here while working as a nurse. So they knew my work ethic. They knew that like, I really wanted this. And it's kind of hard to like show people in an interview that you really want something without being like, please, like, I'll like, give me a chance, you know, like, I just want, it's hard to prove that with like, backing up examples. So I think my foot in the door, they were like, yeah, we know you, we love you. Like, you've already been here. Like, let's do this. And I was like, thank God, because I didn't get the two other jobs. (laughs) yeah no I think that's awesome advice and uh I would I'm just gonna add two cents here because um you know some people you know getting their foot in the door doesn't always have to be a job because some people aren't in a position to work but like the way that I had done it is it was through my clinical rotation like I found that at the hospital that I ended up um getting a job like a new grad job in in their new grad OR program was because I had done it, we had done just like one day. It was just a one day clinical rotation through their OR. And I found out about a, found out about the program, made a good impression, talked with the nurses there, made it clear that I was interested and um, they remembered me, you know? And then not only that, but then I also set myself apart because, um, you know, one day, like you said, it can be hard to prove your work ethic if you're only there one day, just because you're interested. Mm-hmm. But I actually called around area hospitals and I got shadowing experiences because like you said, I wanted to make, if I was going to commit to where I was going to make sure that that's what I wanted to do. And I made sure to put that on my resume that I'd done the shadowing experiences too, so that they could know that I was clear. Right. Um, totally. Yeah. Agree with the clinical thing. I even like say to some of my students now, I'm like, you're not doing clinical right. And you're not doing yourself justice. If you do not know the manager's name or like the oh. clinical educator, I'm like, go up there and just say like, hi, like I bring my students by who are like, oh, I really want to do ICU. I'm like, oh my gosh, come meet so-and-so and like, mm-hmm. let's get your name in there. So that I'm always yeah. like, do like, yeah, you go, you go to do 
your care plans, your clinical skills, whatever it is baseline, but really going above and beyond is what's going to set you apart from, in some hospitals, thousands of applicants, especially for your specialties. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such good advice. Yeah. And I think hearing you say that, I think that's good for people to realize is that there are nurses like you that are interested in educating that really want to help other nurses, like upcoming nurses succeed and that you're totally willing to help them out and introduce Mm -hmm. them to the right people and um, help them get their foot in the door, which is awesome. Um, I was also, I wanted to circle back to what you said about the contracts and um, making sure that you like, you don't have to just take the first job that somebody throws at you because I'm, I'm like you, I'm like floating around in all the different Facebook groups for nursing students all the time. And it always, always breaks my heart when I see nursing students post, you know, I got this job offer. Should I, it's only paying this much. That's less than I what used to make before I was a nurse or something yeah. like that. And they're like, should I just take it? And like, I feel like 75% of the commenters are telling them, yes, you just have to take it because you're a new nurse. And I'm like, what the difference that like mentorship can make in somebody? Because all you need is a good mentor who can tell you, no, you're worth more than that. You want to take something that you love. You want to take something that's paying you what you're worth. And you you don't want to get yourself stuck in a situation that you feel like you can't escape from. Um, I, I'm like you, I don't like being tied into <laughs> to your contracts. Yeah. Um, and, and it was a good thing. I didn't when uh, my program didn't require that fortunately, but um, it was a good thing. I didn't because I ended up starting that job pregnant and not knowing it. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, it <laughs> so that gave me the flexibility that when our first child was born, I didn't have to stay in that position. Um, but I, but the, so the advice I give people now is that if you want to take a contract position, you can't, but usually it comes with a bonus and always read the fine print because, um, the, there's, there's a way they can't force you to stay there, you know, literally for two years, but there's going to be some sort of a consequence for leaving early. And Mm -hmm. so just know what the consequence is and be prepared, like keep that open. So like if it's a $10,000 bonus and you have to pay the $10,000 back, then take that $10,000 bonus and just put it in a savings account for two years is honestly what I say. And that's your escape ticket. And then if you ever want to leave, you can leave, no problem. But if you do happen to stay for two years, you just got yourself a bonus and it's it's all good, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Um, okay, so that's awesome. So you got the job. Um, what do you think? Let's go back. Since a lot of students who listen to this podcast are in nursing school, um, so you you did a pretty intense accelerated program. I had done an accelerated program too. Um, what would you say were some of the keys, or like what advice would you give to to second career nursing students who are going back to school to to do like an accelerated program? What were some things that helped you get through? My time management skills. I mean, they de- they were pretty good beforehand, but now like impeccable. I <laughs> I refuse. Also, I was like a little younger when I did this, so um, I think I was like twenty four. So I was still like, woo, college. Like all the girls are getting together, you know. So I was like, I'm not. I I'm absolutely going to make all A's and I'm not sacrificing a social life. I want to work. A lot of programs say like, you shouldn't be working, mm-hmm. but I'm like, your girl is poor. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I <do> right. <laughs> um, but I think 
people get scared and they're like, I'm not going to have time for this, this, and this. And I'm like, you make time for what you want to make time for. And I, I think that goes everything, not even just nursing, but if something's really important to you, you will make it happen. And having a really good system for time management is going to help you. Um, I, at the time was single. I was lucky enough where my parents let me move back in because their house was 15 minutes from school. So I didn't have to commute from Boston and then pay Boston rent. So, um, did I want to move back in with my parents after living on my own after college? No, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I'm older and have my own house, I'm like, I want to move back in with my mom. Like, Oh, I feel and everything, everything would be set for me. I'm like, no, over that now. But I think if you can just nail down your time management and learn how to study at the beginning of school, because nursing is so different. Like, to be honest, I didn't really study in college much. I could just look mm-hmm. over notes and go in and take the test. And I was thankfully, like, I could make A's and B's. Mm-hmm. And we're still like doing whatever else I was doing in college, nursing school not so much. I very different. Right. Yeah. I was definitely, I was very lucky where I did well on my first test by the grace of God. I don't even know how, I did <laughs> but I failed my first quiz in nursing so, school. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. And I think I, the only yeah. reason why I didn't, cause they weren't, they went easier on us on the first test mm-hmm. to like get us into the NCLEX style questions, mm-hmm. but you can't get by in a nursing program by just reviewing your notes before the test. Like yeah. if you can, good for you. Like you are like not even human. If you can do that, that is absolutely right. <laughs> like I, it was such a change for me because I was like, Oh my God, I have to actually study. And then I'm like, I'm not used to studying this much. Like I like, this is crazy. And then my motivation, this might be like a little like morbid, but I was like, do you want to kill someone because you don't know this? No. So go learn it. And I was going like, to scare myself into doing it. But then once I figured out like, okay, this is what works for me. This is my study style just go for it. And that it might take you a couple of times. You might fail a couple of quizzes. You're not going to fail all of them because eventually you'll figure out what works for you. But yeah, that first quiz that is going to humble you. Like when you see the questions, I remember like shaking, taking my first test. This is not straightforward at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always say it's, um, because I, I have a very similar story to you. I always was kind of a good student. I didn't feel like I had to study excessively hard until I got to nursing school. And and honestly, some of my prerequisites too. <laughs> but like, I had to uh, study harder than I had ever studied in my life. And it was kind of scary at first until I sort of figured out the formula, basically. And then once I figured that out, then I found that nursing school kind of gradually got easier because Yes. There's, you know, the human body doesn't change. Right. And so if you get that foundation of knowledge built, then you just have to work on developing the skill of how to think about it. And that's what I try to teach, um, like on my tutoring students is that you have this expectation from your whole life. You've been trained that you need to, uh, you know, study the information, regurgitate the information on the test. So you're studying what you're being tested on, but in nursing school, they change it. They, you, they kind of encourage you to study the information itself because they're like, you need to know everything in your textbook. You're responsible for everything, blah, 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 (laughs) which is absolutely ludicrous. But but then they turn around and they don't test you on that information. They test you on how to think about that information. Yeah. And 
if you continue studying the same way you've always studied, you're never going to make that transition in your head to learning how to think about it. Like that's what they mean when they say to analyze and you have to learn how to analyze and apply the information. You have to be studying in a way where you're already practicing how to analyze and apply it. And, um, you know, given the, the number of nursing students I've worked with over the years, I, I really do see, you know, people, they're professors all the time. We'll tell them, oh, just keep working on it. It'll eventually click. But what I find is that, you know, for a lot of students, it does eventually click, like mm-hmm. for whatever reason it, it works. But then there's other students that like, it will click eventually, but it might not be in time to pass your class. Right. Yeah. And so for a lot of students, they can really benefit from having a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. or a tutor or a coach or like another nurse who is not suffering from this expert to novice problem <laughs> and can turn around and be like, look, this is what you can do to speed up that learning curve and study in a way that is going to help you like make it click faster. So, right. And I think that, um, like I used to just memorize stuff, right? You yeah. not be memorizing anything in nursing school, except for maybe lab values, because those right. you can't really think through everything else. I'm like, if you're memorizing how the blood flows through the heart, you're eventually going to forget that if you mm-hmm. learn like anatomically the heart and you're like, okay. And like draw a picture in your head or however it works for you. But like thinking it through you, once you learn that you can answer so many questions about anything on cardiac. And it right. took me a while to realize that. And I'm like, oh, well, I wish I had learned to not memorize <laughs> way earlier because I was like, your classes just build on each other. So Absolutely. if you've already memorized first semester, well, now you had break first semesters out the window and you go to go to your first like med surge class, you don't remember your patho or anything. It's like you just wasted that first semester because you didn't yep. actually learn it. You just memorized it for the test and got rid of it. Yep. And that's exactly what I tell people who like they say, oh, well, everybody says that med surge two is the hardest class. And I'm like, it's not, it's because of exactly what you just described. Like you've just mm-hmm. gone through one or two semesters where you've kind of wasted your opportunity to build this foundation of like knowing the AMP and how to apply it. Whereas like, instead of building each semester, you're just starting over each semester. And so now that you've gotten to this advanced class, I call it studying on stilts. Like you're, I like you're that. trying to, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to cover this advanced information, but you are missing the foundation because yeah. of the way you've studied and in the past. It's really hard for your brain to jump from like a very basic knowledge to like, okay, now you're missing the middle and you have to answer your questions up here. Like mm-hmm. that, that doesn't work. I mean, and you might get by for a little while, but you're just, the deeper you get into school, like the more it's just not going to click for you. And then by the time NCLEX comes, forget it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally, I couldn't agree with that more. So, okay. Well, do you have any parting words of advice or anything that you would like to tell uh, anybody who's sitting at the beginning of their spring semester right now, just starting their nursing classes uh, to to, from words of wisdom from Steph. So I like to tell people nursing school teaches you how to pass the NCLEX. Yeah. They teach you the skills in real life, how to do them in real life, but school really just gets you to pass the NCLEX. Your first job is going to teach you how to be a nurse, how to critically think. So if you feel like you graduate 
yes, you get to the NCLEX, great, you pass. And then you get to your first job and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. That is totally normal. And honestly, hospitals don't want you to know everything because everyone has such different policies and procedures that are specific to that hospital. So they're going to teach you everything and they're not going to let you fail because again, like I said, healthcare is a business. They're investing a lot of time and money into you and they don't want bad patient outcomes. They want you to do well. And we need nurses at the bedside. So it's like, they they truly do. And there are a lot of nurses like me who want to teach. You just kind of have to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Such good advice. And I think people really need to hear that because they start out their day one feeling like they're already failing because they don't know everything yet. And I'm like, you're going to graduate and you're not going to know everything yet. You're going to be a nurse for 40 years and you're not going to know everything yet. (laughs) And it's always changing too. Like even since I've been a nurse, like the new like medical technology and I grew up with technology, like I'm Mm -hmm. very good with tech. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe this is a thing. Like who is coming up with this stuff? It's amazing. But there's always something new to learn. And that's also why I love nursing because I don't like to settle. You probably noticed like by my page, I always have like different things going on. So that's why nursing is so great. You can always change if you don't love it. Something new is always mm-hmm. around the corner. And just the fact that you're going to be a nurse is going to open so many doors for you. So if one thing doesn't work out, there's 50 others. Absolutely. Yeah. Such good advice. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Steph. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Steph Kamateris of shiftchange.rn. Remember, if you go to the show notes page for today's episode at www.yournursingtutor.com forward slash episode 60, you can find the direct links to shiftchange.rn on Instagram, as well as the link to my free Facebook group, Nursing Students in Nursing School. And while you're at it, would you mind doing me a 30 second favor? Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a two sentence review for navigating nursing school with your nursing tutor? Simply tell me where you're at on your nursing journey and why you like listening to this podcast. It's one small way that you can support the mission of your nursing tutor by helping other nursing students discover that it is possible for normal people to get through nursing school without completely sacrificing your family, your job, or even your sanity. Until next episode, good luck on your nursing journey.